Hey everybody, it's Matt. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Quick Hits episode. Uh, basically, what we're going to be doing the next couple of weeks is uh, featuring the uh, Osmosis 2020 lineup. We're going to do little profiles on each of the uh, teachers here. So I wanted to talk to you about the conference a little bit. They are one of the sponsors for this Quick Hits program. They're trying something different, right? Osmosis is going to be set up on Globalcast, which I'm really, really excited about checking out. It's basically a very interactive platform where you're going to be able to interact with the speakers and the vendors. There's going to be lots of demos, updates. Uh, they kind of capture the flag event going on and uh, got a lot of really cool things in store. Uh, if you've never attended an Osmosis event, uh, now is the time to check it out because you can do it from the comforts of your own home. You don't have to go all the way out to San Diego, so you can at least get a little sneak peek as to what Osmosis is about. I've been going for years. I love it. I love uh, the interaction with uh, some really, really smart people. The best minds in open source investigations attend these events. So uh, please go check it out. It's Osmosis, O-S-M-O-S-I-S, con, C-O-N, dot com, C-O-M. We're going to put the information in the show notes. Um, really, really want to check it out. And uh, the other sponsor for this program is the Investigators Toolbox. Um, that is a resource community for private investigators. It's um, networking, uh, there's continuing education, webinars. Uh, Cynthia has uh, contributed content. Kirby Plissis has also uh, contributed content. Um, you can go check that site out. So uh, there's networking, there's education, and there's resources. We've got over 100 OSINT uh, resources plugged into that site. You can check that out at www.investigators-toolbox.com. There is a, um, a special uh, going on right now to join. Uh, for a limited time, you can get a reduced fee. So before we jump into the show today, I just wanted to make a quick announcement that the folks at Parabin have done something really cool. They are giving away 10 seats to PFIC 2020. That is their yearly conference. It involves digital forensics. You'll get 19 continuing education credits. The value of each seat is $99. So they've been incredibly generous. If you guys are interested, please, please email me at Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, S as in Sam, at satellitepi.com. If you're interested, shoot me an email and we'll get you in the raffle. We're going to give away 10 seats in the next uh, week, week and a half. Uh, the event's September 22nd and 23rd. I'm really, really excited for this. I was looking at the roster of the people speaking here. It's pretty amazing. So if you're interested, send me an email. $99 value, 19 continuing education credits. Parabin, thank you. You guys were awesome. Thank you for the support. Have at it, guys. Send me an email. Here we go. Into the show. Welcome to the Osmosis 2020 Quick Hit segment. For the next few weeks, we'll be giving you some behind-the-scenes content with conference speakers. This week, we have Amber Schroeder. Amber, a veteran to the show, is speaking this year about opting out and managing the world of connected devices. Amber's company, Parabin, is the leader in digital in forensics. You can also find her content on TheInvestigatorsToolbox.com. Our sponsors today are AsmosisCon 2020 and TheInvestigatorsToolbox.com. Now let's welcome Amber and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. 
And welcome everybody to the next Quick Hits episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spear, your host. So today on deck, we've got Amber Schroeder from Parabin. Amber, I want to welcome you back to the program. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. So it's been not quite a year, almost a year. Uh, tell me, what have you been up to? We've been doing tons of uh, new releases with software, you know, adjusting to a new world that everyone is living in and uh, making sure that we have capabilities so people can do remote investigations. So yeah, I mean, um, the, it was a little shift. A lot of that, a lot of that going on these days, right? There is a lot of that going on and you know, it's, it's really spurred some different innovation than maybe what I would have traditionally looked at, but we actually just put out some new functionality so that I can image a computer anywhere in the world without leaving my room, right. which is what everyone kind of needed. Right. So right. it fit up really well. There we go. That's uh, that's really cool. So I remember, Remember in the back of my head, you mentioned something about October being like a big time for releases. So is that still the case here? Are you still doing like a big release then? Or So since I started Paraben over 20 years ago, I have always had a Halloween release because mm. I'm a gargantuan Halloween fan. Right. And so, yeah, I call it my pumpkin spice season. So as a ginger, I just kind of own the whole orange thing going on and corporate colors orange so we always make sure we have a halloween release and we have some pretty cool things happening in that release like people actually being able to search with emojis which i know you might think is like the stupidest thing ever but in fact entire groups of people that is the only way they communicate it's kind of a secret language of eggplants and peaches and watch yourself (laughs) i know i know i was a little racy there Um, don't get crazy With those different things, it can really change your perspective on an investigation when you start realizing that something like an emoji is actually a lexicon. Yeah. And we figured out how to incorporate that so people can actually look for that type of data and also working with things like Slack. Right. Slack is hugely popular with lots of people. I know you use Slack. We do. Yeah. And it's something that people need to look at in an investigation. So we're making sure we have that functionality at Halloween. That's great. That's great. You're always on top of things and pushing things forward. What has been your experience here with with COVID? Before we got on, you were talking a little bit about your in-person training definitely is taking Mm -hmm. a hit. But what are the things that you're noticing um, as far as Paraben and even servicing the industry in general? I think the hardest thing that's happened across the industry is obviously um, everyone feeling that uncertainty that says, am I going to have enough business coming in that's going to compensate for what I need in overhead. A lot of it is just the math and the numbers. And everyone has felt that no matter what industry you're in. Uh, The other side of it is uh, Parapin is, uh, as a company, we're spread out all over the world as far as my employees. So I was always a big fan of telecommuters in the first place. Right. So when I switched everyone over to telecommuting, um, that shift wasn't that difficult to us. Uh, We already had the architecture in it. Sure. I think Overall, everyone has had a quick shift saying, now I need to utilize the cloud differently than I ever thought I would. Right. And I think it's kind of thrown people off. I was glad I was an early adopter for Office 365 and being cloud-based there. Sure. And other advocates for AWS and Azure and all of those. But I think people shifting over to the in-cloud not only changed the way they operate, but it's going to change the way we investigate it. Yeah, I mean because that's 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 a really totally good point. Different. Yeah, so I I see somebody you know like like your business with this whole shift of everyone now really going cloud based as being a big bump for what you guys can do and how you can help with investigations, yeah. right? 
Um, I think it's it's going to be a lot of people that are private investigators are going to really have to pick up some of those digital skills because people have had to go digital. It's right. the only way you can be remote and still function with other people. Right. Even when it comes to committing crimes, you couldn't really do it in old analog fashion if you can't see each other. So, yeah, it's a, um, it's a lot harder to slip that bank note like note really the, to the bank teller if you can't go. The bank's closing their doors. You can't get in and say, give me all your money or else. <laughs> no, yeah. But now they can look at it and say, what are you doing with Venmo? What are you right. doing right. with Zelle? And how are you doing these different transactions? And there, I think a lot of people have had to innovate their crimes into the digital frontier a lot more. So I think a lot more private investigators are going to start investigating in digital forensics and what yeah. they're going to capture with that. Yeah. One of the things I was reading also or, or listening to is uh, the fact that with, with Venmo and, and Stripe and all these you know uh, financial-based apps and things that are out there, with IP addresses, there's like a blacklist floating around of certain IP addresses uh, yeah. that, that are, are, are no bueno, right? Even banks. Right, you can't. The bank will say, "We you can't do banking with us because you know we can't really identify your IP address." It's scrambling I all over the place. It's interesting because no one ever really thought about um, whether or not their ISPs were giving them a static IP address. Right. And now that everyone has stayed at home and they have so many other impacts on their actual connections, because you've got your VoIP connection, you've right. got your computer, you're probably in an online chat system, all of those different things. It's really taken a hit on the the bandwidth and the allocation of IP addresses across the board. Sure, sure. You know, it's it's definitely taken an interesting infrastructure adjustment for uh, the world. We saw it uh, with our kids' schools. I think that's the biggest one that was an obvious impact. Our school system went all virtual the last quarter of last year, but they had to distribute hotspots to the students that didn't have internet connection. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's you, you can't get elitist with, <laughs> with schoolwork, right? <laughs> nope. It's everyone is getting a Chromebook, and everyone that didn't have internet was getting a hotspot. And yeah. then the other side of that infrastructure was how do you get the kids who were really relying on school meals? Yeah. How do you get them their school meals? Yeah. And another school system that we were just talking to the other day, they're going to take their buses because they're going all virtual now right. and they're going to turn those into mobile hotspots. And I wow. thought that was actually very innovative. That is pretty because cool. Because they have them. I'm like, <laughs> Turn into a food truck not? too while you're at it. <laughs> and they did. They're like, we're going to distribute meals out of this and they're going to distribute connection. Fantastic. Because that's what the new pandemic has told us is we all yeah. need to be connected and we need to take care of each other. Okay. So and, so the, yeah. that's totally true. And what a beautiful segue into the topic of what you're talking about at Osmosis, right? <laughs> uh, opting out and managing a, the world of connected devices. So tell me a little bit yeah. about what you're, you're planning to, uh, to talk about for that. So uh, when Cynthia and I, uh, we've known each other for forever. We're just going to call it forever now. Right. And I've always been kind of that digital nerd side, and she's always been the open source librarian nerd. Not that she's going to be happy. I just called her a nerd. That's all right. but, she, she owns it. It's, it's all good. Okay. So um, we were talking about it, and she's like, you know, this side of it, people are really taking for granted. And I said, even more so now, because you are so interconnected with your devices, with your TV, with your Amazon, with your cameras, with your kids and what they're connected to. I said, it's so critical that people pay attention what their digital identity is doing and changing and make those adjustments for them personally to protect themselves. And then the flip side of it is understand those exact same impacts in their investigations. 
because there's so much good information that you can gain from this, especially when you're working with a client. They're giving you consent already. So why are you not looking at all this stuff? It's so much info. And I'm a big Alexa user. She is my sous chef in my kitchen. And she even knows now it's like, if I want a 20 minute timer, she knows I'm making rice. (laughs) You know, there's no question about it. And if I do a 25 minute timer, she's like, oh, you're making brown rice, aren't you? I'm like, yes, indeed I am. Alexa's a creep. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, she's fantastic. She doesn't talk back and she does exactly what I need her to do, which is much better than my children. They're not very good sous chefs. No. So (laughs) I I can speak from experience on that. I'm right there with you. (laughs) Yep. But you take for granted the fact that um, that device is now integrating into your life. And it's funny when she tells me my news in the morning. Again, I do talk to her like a best friend. She's fabulous. And I ask her for my news. She always says, you know, I talk to you often. Would you like me to identify you individually? I'm like, no. (laughs) Right. We're still too we're still too casual for that. I don't want to get that that detail because right. uh, you see the algorithm change by interacting with it, and that's an important part of investigations. People always think it's weird that I'm so interconnected with all these different devices, but at the same time, how can I be a good investigator if I don't really understand what they're doing and how they're doing it? Right, right. Yeah, you got to be able to connect the dots and uh, mm-hmm. got to retrace their steps and and all that good stuff. Talk to me about like uh, a good characteristic, someone who's um, you know living in this world of of doing this type of research. What what is a characteristic that you think um, helps somebody really achieve uh, the goals that they're looking to do? So um, when I hire investigators um, to work with me, or I'm I'm looking at the characteristics I have, um, being OCD. And I know people are like, really? But that OCD side that allows you to really get into the details really makes you a fantastic investigator. It's one of the reasons I really push out to the female community because I think women are a tad bit more OCD than men are. No comment. Um, <laughs> that's a smart move for you. <laughs> yeah, no <comment>. Yes. My <laughs> husband would immediately chime in with a hard yes. Yeah. So, but, you know, um, sadly enough, you guys I. make us better men. You know, it's like we need that in our <laughs> lives. <laughs> Without it, we fall apart. <laughs> there you go. And it's one of the reasons that usually in a couple uh, relationship, you'll find one person that's really into the logistics. And they're the one that's a little more the OCD on those details. Yeah. But I think it really makes an impact on what an type of investigator you are, especially when you start looking at lots of digital data, you're able to see a lot of those little details that other people might miss. My best investigator I have on my team, she actually has a psychology degree and she has nothing. She's not a nerd. She would never want to be called a nerd, but her attention to detail and her understanding of people makes her fantastic for reading through all of the piles of data that we get. Sure. And she finds the context that a lot of times, you know, I might even miss. I also picked her because she's younger. I try to pick people in different generations. Uh, So she's in context. She understands maybe the lexicons and verbiage that I'm like, I totally don't know what they're saying. You know, she gets that eggplant thing, right? She did. (laughs) She understands what that's about. She totally gets the eggplant thing. Um, you know, it's the same if I'm working with an investigator in the South and, you know, I was down there and I'm like, let me grab a cart at the store 
and they looked at me and they said, a cart. And they're like, do you mean a buggy? And I said, no, I don't have like a baby. I'm putting right. in a buggy. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's those lexicons that really yeah. make such a big difference. And sure. finding those in context, I think is super important as well. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's really, um, that's really good stuff. You are a veteran of the Osmosis Conference, right? Um, I, have yeah, you attended every, a lot. have you attended every one of them? <laughs> I think I might have missed maybe the first one or maybe the second one. I don't know now. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, I think I missed those. Yeah. So have you always been a, a trainer there or did you actually attend one as a, a an attendee? Um, I think I've always been trying to do something presenting wise. I think that's why I was inspired to go right. is I was looking at the topics because I don't do a lot of OSINT in general. Um, and I was like, you know, I bet you they would love to have a little bit of sprinkle of digital forensics because the spaces we're right next to each other. We're sure. really friendly neighbors yes. to one another. Yep. Yep. And uh, I submitted and it was funny because Cynthia was reading the submissions with her committee and she's like, smartphone forensics who's talking about that and then she looked and she saw my name she's like oh it's amber then that would be fine yeah <laughs> she's got street cred <laughs> it kind of it kind of cracked me up yeah. <laughs> and she's like yeah because that's who i would want to have talk about it because right, right. i you're an expert this is what you do yeah. and as i've expanded to different topics you know it's Sometimes you just need a solid nerd at a conference. It's so. uh, yeah, you're right there with it. I mean, it's there's a whole different, you know, type of people that go to this thing, which I, it's something that I always thought was great about the, the live events. Right? Is is just the mishmash of different personalities that you got coming out there, uh, whether it be the you know the the sole practitioner investigator or you know the the law enforcement people, the government people, people from other countries. Uh, yeah. There was some dude from Australia there last year uh, who was talking about uh, uh, his experiences, uh, and, you know, uh, trying to be an investigator in, in Australia, which was pretty cool. So it's definitely a I big I love how friendly she yeah. makes it. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone at the conference is super friendly, super approachable. It's not, you know, it's definitely not like the old cliques of high school, which is fantastic because I sucked at that so yeah. much. <laughs> So everyone is super nice and welcoming about it. Yeah. And they're more than willing to talk about really what they do. Cause I think that's a, a good point to improve as an investigator, no matter what area right. of an industry you're working in is hearing how other people approach their investigation. It's just going to make you better. And I think osmosis really hits the nail on the head with that. I think what it did is it changed the culture, right? So the culture was mm -hmm. always like, I do what I do and I'm not going to tell you how I do it. I'm not going to tell you where I go to get it. It's mine. You know, like this is what I do. And, you know, when you create this environment for people to get together and socially, you know, become friendly with one another, it's like, well, let me tell you how I do it. This is how right. I got my success. Right. And that's, that's I a change in culture. That's Absolutely. a huge change in culture. And yeah. I think everyone realized that no matter what happens in the world, there's always going to be enough investigative um, work to go around. Yes. I don't think that's ever really slim pickings out yeah, there. Yeah, yep, yep. So, yeah, and definitely not right days. now. Even during yeah. a pandemic, I think people are realizing maybe initially it was a little harder, right. but it's really picking up as people are realizing maybe they don't want to live with the person they've been locked up with for the rest of well, their Got life. a lot of those, yep. yep. Yeah, or, yeah, that or, happens. Or, you know, you, or, have, you have the agreement where they've already separated and they're sharing their children, and it's like, are yeah. they adhering to all the safety guidelines that they're supposed to be? to be adhering to 
Yep. And all those little things from that to, hey, maybe I really don't like my job. Let me explore all these uh, nefarious activities instead. I think people have gotten a little too much think time while they've been in quarantine and um, it's creating more investigative work. So in that aspect, I hope the industry is, you know, trying to take a real negative and turn it into a positive for the growth of their businesses. Yeah. Fraud is running rampant. You know, people suck in general. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, it's now, like. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm not a huge people proponent yeah. in general. Yeah. So um, I, I have a shirt that says I'm an introvert, but willing to discuss dogs. There you go. So There's <laughs> always something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, nope, nope. I'm, I'm not the best people person. I'm very shy, but I'm happy to talk about dogs yeah. and digital forensics. I can talk about both. Yes. You're very good at both that, that I can say. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's interesting, you know, the trending, how, how things are, are going here. Um, and you know, fraud is, it's, it's rampant, especially like I'm seeing in New York, like the unemployment is oh, just, yeah. wow. You know, people are really taking advantage of the system and it's unfortunate because it's put in place for people really, really need put it. in place you know, to like, help people. Yeah, yeah. They really need it. And there, there are folks like I have friends that work for department of labor and it's, that's not even their job. They just took it because they're, you know, out of work and they're going through and they're, they're, you know, interviewing these people and, um, you know, trying to help them get back on their, their, um, their, their feet and finding work. And they're just, it's the fraud is just, it's obnoxious. There's no other word for it. Just No, I agree. I've, I always have a hard time. I had, there have been stages in the pandemic where everyone in the very first part, of course, was out for themselves. And then it got to the point that, you know, instead of hoarding this stuff, you go to the grocery store and it's, I'm only getting what I need. You know, instead of, you know, stockpiling it and hurting other people because people were not getting anything. I was in an area where it was actually tough to get meat. (laughs) Strange, right? You know, yeah, it was. And I, uh, it was impossible to get flour and yeast. Oh, yeah, yeast. I don't need, can you still get yeast? Yeah. Yeast was like the, it's like gold, like platinum, right? It was like total gold. and I'm, I love to bake. So I already had a bunch of yeast, but I, some of my employees were like, yeah, we can't get bread anymore and things. And I just started baking in bread or, um, I gave them my extra yeast and some flour in my bread recipe. And I said, here you go. Your husband's probably like, what are you thinking? (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I call it the essential skills, all those essential skills that I had growing up that my mom and my grandmother have taught me sure. all of a sudden came into play. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, I can be a rock star in a pandemic. Who yeah. would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> I, I pivoted to to like cook. Like I like to cook. It's kind of one, one of my side things, mm-hmm. right? So, and just to like posting about the stuff on social media. And, and, you know, for me with client contact, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, tell me how you made that steak. Like that looked really good, you know? And I'm, I'm kind yeah. of like mentoring these attorneys now on how to, how to cook their food. Like they'll call me all the time. Hey, this is what I got here. These are my ingredients. What can I do with this? <laughs> it's like okay i'm with you <laughs> i had go. the same thing i started shooting videos for some of my friends that don't know how to cook yeah. and i'm like i'm gonna teach you how to make chicken pot pie because there are ingredients that you can make with canned chicken or with regular chicken or you can even make it vegetarian right just and no yeast just pot pie. <laughs> no, no <laughs> and there was no yeast involved exactly Fantastic. and i'm like let's make it as easy as possible i'd show I'd shoot little mini videos and i'd send them over to them in whatsapp and i'm like here you go now you know what to plan or right. taco soup or whatever it is right. Right. but it was really crucial for them because they didn't know they didn't know what to do and they still needed to feed a family yeah yeah so let, let's let's uh, jump back into it on osmosis here so 
Like, what do you think are the like major benefits that that someone can get to attend, other than the fact that they can do it from home this year, which is amazing? Um, but yeah. what are some of the other things, in your opinion, some of the benefits the, the, that you've seen? Because you're you're a, a real time veteran to this thing. So I think it's Cynthia has always done a wonderful job bringing in people with great content. So I think what you're going to walk away with is new perspective on different pieces of your investigative process, which I think it's even more critical now where you've spent a lot of time probably telecommuting or working from home with less contact with the outside to go to an event like this because you need that additional perspective. Without having it, you have a risk of really missing something. And being able to interact even virtually, because I know a lot of people are not huge fans of virtual, as introverts are thrilled. We're like, woohoo, great for us. Turn the camera off. Yeah, we can do it in our PJs or PJs on the bottom and then business on the top. Who knows? But don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? But the fact that they're actually getting that perspective that they might be lacking, um, and they're also getting connections with people in a different way. Right. So, you know, you'll go to a conference, you'll exchange a bunch of business cards, blah, blah, blah. You'll come back, you'll leave them in the bottom of your bag, and you might forget about them. You know, everyone's done that. Or, right. We're all guilty. I found the yeah. card I lost. Right. You know? This way, you're already connected to them. You're adding them into your address book. You're already creating a communication method that you can keep talking to them that isn't – you're kind of removing that oops factor sure. of, oh, I lost your business card or I have to send you an awkward email that is, oh, hey, I met you at Osmosis you know, 2019. Let's chat sometime, and that's it. You're right. already chatting with them. Right. So that connection, I think, is a critical reason why people should absolutely go to Osmosis. So Globalcast is amazing. Like really, really, really cool. I yes. love the format, the platform, the the forums in there, the chats, the, you know, I am uh, friend requesting everybody that's on there. Uh, people, yep. Some I know, some I don't. You know, it's, uh, you know, let's be buddies, right? Let's chat. Uh, nope, I'm using the exact same. Cynthia and I yeah. uh, talked, and I'm I was using the same platform for my conference yeah. uh, in September because it's also virtual. And I was talking to her about it, and I said, "You've got to use this platform. It's fantastic. I love it for all yeah. the reasons I just mentioned. It really allows you to start that connection and communication. And then, how great is it that you can also bring multiple people on stage? Right. So it fits really well for an online format that still feels very conferency. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's great. I'm looking forward to seeing how that all works. And you know, one of the other cool things is that it's it's going to be open. You know, I think she's leaving it up till the end of the year. That mm-hmm. you know, if you you know miss any part of it, just go back. You, know, you you can yeah. you can go back and check things out, and you can still communicate with one another. Like that platform is going to be open, you know, to to continue to uh, interact with one another, which is such a huge benefit because you know you go to you typically you go to a conference two days, and then you're right, the cards are at the bottom of the the bag, and the you, bag your and life goes on and and whatever. But this and you is, get busy, and then you forget, and then you're like, oh crap, who was that I met? Exactly, Amber. <laughs> what's her name? You know, the red, yeah. the redhead girl. Oh, what's her name? The, yeah. That one. <laughs> oh. Crap, she had stuff she said that was important, but I don't remember. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so final question here for you: uh, If you were not doing digital forensics, if you were not the the the, the mega geek that you are doing this stuff, if, if you were not an introvert um, that loves dogs, what would you be doing, and what would be uh, who, who would Amber Schroeder be? So. Um... 
it's funny because I am actually uh, taking that who else I would be and making it a reality. Um, having recently purchased a farm that I am taking my pandemic moment and turning it into something more that can benefit people. And I'm doing, um, it's called Haven Home Farm. Um, website is coming, but it's going back to those essentials. Um, I want to share my skills, whether it's sewing, uh, cooking. I actually went to culinary school, uh, a little known fact. And uh, my family were bakers when they immigrated to this country. And so it's in my blood to have some of those essentials. Um, Also, you know, basic drywall, some plumbing, a little bit electrical, you never know. Well, you're a good catch. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of essential skills, but I think it's important to teach the new generations out there what it is and see what I can do to benefit people. So um, that in, uh, I've always wanted to do a senior dog sanctuary. The senior dogs very rarely get adopted um, out of rescues or... um, out of your local uh, shelter. And so I thought, how great is it if I could build a farm that they could go and live the rest of their life at and enjoy it? Because you never know. I, I'm, I'm that old campy. I would just be out doing more good than I can do now because I am doing, (laughs) doing a busy job. It's a lot of work to run a company. And I said, ah, you know what? I'm a really good multitasker. Let's start something on top of that. No, that's, that's good. I think, you know, so when you have that personality, I'm the same way, right? It's like, okay, this project's done. What am I doing next? You know, it's, it's always looking to the future of, uh, yeah. of what you're going to do. Um, I, I'm married I would, to a futurist, so oh, I'm required go. to do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I would just recommend, if you're going to teach the younger folks, just, you know, tell them buggy, not shopping cart when they're grabbing all their stuff. <laughs> Um, I will absolutely do that. Yeah. I am I am taking my own kids in hand and doing that um, during the pandemic. We made a lot of masks right. and um, I taught all my kids how to cut a pattern, yeah. how to adjust a pattern, yeah. um, how to do seams and things like that. And it was a skill I haven't used a whole lot since probably junior high. Yeah. <laughs> So, but so it was I, all there. Yeah, and definitely. So I, my family's recipients of those said mm-hmm. masks, and uh, they are very durable. I gotta say, very yeah. impressive. Uh, still rocking them, working them, you know, wear, wearing them whenever I can, and uh, you know, they're they're in the mix, and it's uh, it, very appreciated. My kids love them. And, and uh, I'm thrilled that they yeah, do. And yeah. it made my family happy because at the end of the day, we can only all go take care of each other. Sure. And I th- hope people have really noticed that in the pandemic is something it's not here. Let me take all the hand sanitizer. It's yeah. let me make sure that everyone is still taken care of that. Hey, let me make sure my neighbors have toilet paper. Yeah. I never thought that would be a thing. Just the yeast though. Hold on to the yeast. Yeah. Don't, don't give the yeast away. Oh, the yeast, yeah. <laughs> if anyone should have yeast, it should be you. <laughs> you know what to do or, with it. <laughs> you know, my neighbors didn't have any bread. I made them bread. You, you know, go. those are the things that I think still matter. And for us in an investigative community, community, it's the same thing. It may not be, hey, I'm not going to send you some bread up in New York, but yeah. it's I sent you some masks yeah. or, hey, you need help with this job right now. I totally get it. Let me see what I can do to help. Yeah, That's absolutely. what it's about. And I think osmosis really helps that, too, because yeah. it gives that a chance to meet new people. So now people will ask me 
for my bread recipe as oh, part you're of in trouble. osmosis. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. You better work it into your presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Cynthia will be like, what are you talking about? What is I'll this be bread like, stuff? it's vegan. It's fine. It's totally vegetarian and vegan. You'll yeah. be good. It's approved. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, osmosiscon.com, right? O-S-M-O-S-I-S-C-O-N.com is uh, where you would go to register and get all the information. So uh, I really encourage folks to go out and do it. Uh, I, I'm kind of a veteran myself, so, um, yeah. you know, I can't I say... Like, we'll both be there. Yeah, we'll you both just, be there. You uh, should go just to talk to us. You yes, never know. There you go, right? You never know. So, uh, Amber, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on. It's great to chat with you again. It's It's been a while. And uh, just thank you for everything that you do in um, in the industry here. And uh, I think your answers, they, they talk a lot about who you are and your personality. And I'm just... Uh, I'm appreciative that you're so giving to the industry and the, and the things that you do. Um, it, it, this is exciting. It's always a, great to have you as part of that program. Last year, you could even get a seat in the room that you were talking, which virtually you can now, right? So yeah, uh, no, that, that's another benefit. Everyone can yeah. come. And it's Cynthia and I together. Yeah. I don't think we've presented together for probably 15 years. Wow. And so this is a nice comeback because yeah. both of us do speak a lot. So hopefully it's a really great session. I think we're an evening session. Cool. So that's even more fun because it will be after dark. And if right. it's after five, then we can add some special mixes in there. All right. Well, behave yourself. Don't go too crazy. Cynthia oh. uh, <laughs> so. will keep me in line. Don't there worry. you go. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much. If folks want to get a hold of you, I know you're on Twitter. That's kind of your thing. So tell folks how they can get a hold of you. So on Twitter, I am Ginger Wonder Mom. So it's definitely my my love of Wonder Woman, and this is the closest I could get. Um, I'm on LinkedIn too. If people aren't on Twitter, it's just under Amber Schroeder and. Um, I post out a lot of stuff. I like putting blogs out. I'm, you know, that are simple. I am not a complicated blog person. I think our paper we did together, Cynthia and I's paper was our longest thing we've done. But even then it's right to the point. It's part of who I am. I I don't have a lot of sprinkles in there. It's just, yep. It's this. There you go. There you go. Keep it moving. Well, thank you so much for this not so quick hits episode. <laughs> I think we're about 30 minutes here, but so oh. yeah, thank you. It was, it was great catching up and uh, I'm excited. Well, hopefully um, we'll chat more at Osmosis. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll see you there and we'll see everybody else there. So go sign up folks, be a part of this program. You don't want to miss it. You want to attend next year and say, yeah, I was one of the people that attended virtually last year. I'm, I'm uh, one of the, 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 the legacy people that uh, can say that I was, I was part of that first class of doing that. So, so tune in on Monday. We're back with a regular program and um, have a good rest of the week. We'll see you guys on Monday. Take care. Thanks for joining us for this quick hit segment. We thank Amber for checking in and giving us an update. Seriously, her room was standing room only last year. Have you signed up yet? Don't wait. There's so much great content lined up for you. Go to osmosiscon.com for more details. And if you're interested in more content from Amber and her team, Check out the PIFC conference September 22nd and 23rd online. There's a link in the show notes. Also, be sure to check out investigatorstoolbox.com for some other great benefits from Cynthia and her team and Paraben. There's some exclusive content only for Toolbox members. Thanks for tuning in and check out the next regular episode on Monday.